Let's go. All right, I am recording. Okay. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Hattrick Sports Talk. I'm here with my good friend, Brandon. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm pretty good uh, for how I could be, you know. Yeah, pretty crazy situation. We are now doing the show on Zoom, so you probably are listening to this uh, via the podcast, or I might even put this up on YouTube as well. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but but uh, at let's least we're started. still here. Yeah, at least, uh, at least we're here doing the show. Shane is off doing very important stuff, uh, more important stuff than the show, so it's just me and Brandon today. But let's get started with some news. So first, of course, Tom Brady going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Brandon, your thoughts on Brady to the Bucks? I actually think at first when I heard the news, uh, I thought it was ridiculous because I thought Tom Brady would get <clears throat> ruined uh, by going to the Bucks after having been with the Patriots for so long. But if you really break it down and you look at the uh, – if you look at the Bucks as a team, they have pretty good receiver core. Uh, pretty good line o lineman and a pretty good defense um it doesn't really surprise me that brady would have gone to the bucks to begin with yeah it, it's really strange for me because as we talked about throughout the last few months on our show with you and even with shane we talked about where would brady go and we saw okay he'll probably go back to the patriots more than likely then here's the chargers here's the raiders and then by the la- by, this, I guess the crazy stretch of the imagination for the last week, it's been all Buccaneers. Like it's just sort of a wild card got thrown in there that I don't think you and I really expected at all. Well, I think part of it is that the Buccaneers didn't know what they wanted to do for until the last couple weeks. Really, um, I think they were truly still on the. Do we go with Jameis Winston? Uh, and give him another chance. But I think once Brady really started being like, hey, I don't want to go back to the Patriots. I don't want to go to the Titans. I don't want to go anywhere else. I mean... I think more than likely, it was that teams like the Titans and even even the Niners were like, we're not interested. Like, the Titans, yeah. we got our guy. Ryan Tannehill's our guy. Niners, Garoppolo's our guy. Like, the... the the Niners were his top choice based on all accounts. And Which I don't, I don't really understand that because he would have been a backup. Well, I don't think Brady would have been a backup. I think more than likely Garoppolo would have gotten cut because it only would have cost them, what, $20 million in dead cap. If there was any yeah. year the Niners would have cut Garoppolo, it would have been this year. But I actually think Garoppolo is a really good fit for the Niners, though. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm glad that they didn't make that decision because if – to be fair, when you look at Brady, I think the biggest determining factor with a lot of these teams is his age. I mean, yeah. he's, he's, he's going to be 43 when the season starts. The fact of the matter is the Bucks only signed him for two years. And, I mean, what, I don't know what the long-term plan is for Tampa Bay, but I don't think they have a long-term plan right now. And I'm still – I think their defense is really good, but the offensive line is pretty, pretty atrocious in Tampa Bay. Yeah. So I don't – I, I, I think the Bucks now, last year, they were like, okay, we need to make the playoffs. And now this year with Brady, it's like, we need to make a Super Bowl. Like, it's now, it's, of, now it's, win, it's win now mode, basically. It's kind of, yeah, it's win now. And in a way, it, it's a little bit like um, the Seahawks in 2013, the way their team is built. 
minus having a quarterback who can actually move. Um, minus having a young quarterback. Because the difference yeah, is true. that, okay, Russell was a young quarterback. When you have a young quarterback on a rookie deal, you want to get the best team possible and win because yeah. that's your best opportunity. This is different in the sense, okay, we're giving Brady a bunch of money, but we already have solid pieces, let's say a receiving core, which is what Brady wanted the most, and now he's got it there. Yeah, but they got to get it done in these two years, man. If they don't get it done in the two years, they're going to have to break this team down. because. And, yeah, and here's another thing as well with this whole Brady thing for me is like, if if is it is it a ridiculous hypothetical to say that by year two, Brady doesn't look the same? And it's kind of. I like, don't think I like, don't think Brady will look the same this year. No, and he's had a few bad years, but is there a possibility that by the second year of this contract, if they don't get to a Super Bowl next year, which I think you and I both feel like isn't very likely, if we get into year two of this in twenty twenty one, is there a likelihood that Brady just looks a little bit of a shell of himself, and this is the last year of his career, and he's done, or do you think he still has a few more years left in the tank where? year two they still have a legitimate shot with Brady as their top guy at quarterback so here's the thing with Brady for me Brady for so long was like the top tier QB in the league and then the last two years he's dropped like down a lot like he's gotten like a lot of his like finishing power is gone um I think he's gonna be lucky if he doesn't get battered this year like, yeah. as you were saying, with that O-line, man, Brady doesn't – that's one of the reasons he's been so successful in uh, New England is because they've always given him a solid, good O-line. Well, it's also – the other piece that I'm concerned about with this move is that he wants to throw the ball deep. you got Mike Evans. you got Chris Godwin. you got guys that are deep guys. you got to throw the ball deep. Brady in the next two years – he's got to have time in the pocket and he's got to throw the ball deep down the field. It's not like in new England where he's just two seconds, throw a short route. Yeah. That's not going to be the case here. That system does not exist here with Bruce Arians and Tampa Bay. It cannot exist with these two receivers on the outside. I mean, I was rewatching, um, I rewatched one of the Super Bowls that the Patriots were in. I think it was Pat's. Uh, what was it? Pat's Eagles, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm planning on rewatching that pretty and soon as well. They did – and what you were just saying about Tom Brady, he just was able to get down the middle the whole time, just little dink and dunks. I mean, remember when they uh, came back against uh, – when they came back against uh, – um, Well, Atlanta, right? Atlanta. They, he just threw little dink and dunks down the middle to uh, – his basically guy, to just, Edelman. Yeah, to Edelman. Just the whole field, basically. And Edelman, Edelman is being rumored to go to Tampa Bay as well, so that would be quite interesting. I actually think that would be a really good pickup on a on a not a big contract, but I think well, I mean, be a good... I, I think it's an interesting trade piece if they can trade a second or third round pick for him. Yeah. Because I think I think if you look at the Patriots side of this move, I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback right now. Yeah. You stick with Jared Stidham, and if so, I don't know how many players there want to stay there. It's it it seems like it's it's a it's rebuild time in New England. Well, yeah, like Jared Stidham is not the future in terms of a QB 
No, look, he had a good preseason. I was very impressed with him in the preseason. But even with that, preseason football isn't the same thing. I don't know how this guy has grown. And then you have maybe Andy Dalton. Cam Newton has generated no interest from reports, which is quite interesting. But uh, we'll get to the Panthers in a little bit. But I'm not sure where they're going to go at quarterback. And I think they're just going to take their time. Or they might say, oh, we're going to just stick with Stidham. And then next year we'll go after – Trevor Lawrence, which yeah. I think is more than likely going to be. The I, that scares me, man. I'll be honest. I don't want the Patriots to have Trevor Lawrence. I don't know. Uh, it's just a hypothetical, man. That's all I'm putting out there. So, so here's here's. I looked. I just pulled up uh, the offensive line that going back to that that uh, Tampa hat Bay has. I'm going to read off the the t- players for you: Donovan Smith, Ali Marpet, Ryan Jensen, Alex Kappa, Demar Dotson. Yeah. None of those – the only player that actually has had success is Ali Marpet. Well, Donovan Smith is, like, overpaid. They oh, paid him so much yeah. money three years ago. Or, like, what was it? He's completely overpaid. I believe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the only team in the league that overpays their uh, lineman, O-linemen more than Seattle does. Yeah, and we'll get to Seattle and some of their moves in a bit as well. Um, but let's move on to the Colts getting Phillip Rivers. I love this move probably more than any other quarterback move made this offseason. It's a great fit. I mean, do I believe Phillip Rivers should still be in the league? No. I don't think you can say that about Brady. I think Brady should be retired already. No, that's what I was going to say. I mean, look, like, do I believe Brady should still be in the league? No. Do I believe Rivers should be in the league? No. Do I think – Roethlisberger should be in the league. No. But here's the thing. Of all three of those players, the player who uses brain the best in terms of the fa- thinking about the fact that he's old is Rivers. I mean, as you said, I do believe I, – I mean, he's gone to a team with arguably one of the best, well, building O-line. Uh, and they, and they, do, just they got added the some pieces. Too. They just yeah, they, got the Forrest Buckner, which I couldn't believe that the Niners <laughs> – yeah. Give up yeah. the Buckner for I mean, and I don't know what the Niners are going to do with that. What is it, the thirteenth overall pick? But getting the Forrest Buckner makes that O line pretty good. And then you have uh, Darius Leonard, who's been excellent. He kind of slowed down a little bit last year in his second year in the NFL. But I, the Colts are—I don't think they're going to make a Super Bowl, but they might make a good playoff run in the next uh, year yeah. with Rivers. It's, it, remember, it's a one-year contract with Rivers, so it's very, very short term for them. Oh, I get it. San Francisco, so with the 13th pick, right? San Francisco is probably going for C.J. Henderson. Maybe. They're trying to to use the opportunity to give – uh, to get a good cornerback to have Richard Sherman teach him his ways. Well, well, can't can't you get a guy like C.D. Lamb and then get a guy like A.J. Terrell with the 30th pick? Yeah, but you know, you know, San Francisco. They're look. You have to remember who their GM is. John Lynch, defense. Yeah. Yes. So that. also, they're like, oh, not their owner, but like, they're um. Oh, the guy who used to be. Also, they have that that dude who used to be part of draft nights for NFL Network. Um, yeah. he probably is sitting there with a little draft book, being like, oh yes, we can do this. Yeah, I really think they should go receiver corner in the first round. I think if they get one more receiver, 
try to get yeah. like a number one guy, like a straight up number one guy. Cause I think for the last three years, and I've been big on the Niners for the last three years, I think if they get a, a top flight receiver, like a CD lamb, just throwing a name out there, they, they are going to be in a good spot. I don't know, man. Like maybe Judy obviously, obviously I think they're still going to be the, uh, the best, the like the most, the top option for like making it back to this to the playoff uh, by winning the division but yeah for sure it'll be interesting um okay so we are now getting to probably the weirdest trade of the whole offseason deandre hopkins has been traded the cardinals for david johnson and a second round pick going to the texans so david johnson's second round pick going to the texans DeAndrea Hopkins and a fourth going to the Arizona Cardinals. What was this trade? I, I, I just – I would argue that the Texans actually won this trade. Why would you make that argument? Because I think DeAndre Hopkins is super old. And he – yes, he can still play, but like – He's a top ten receiver, and that's not going to change next year. I don't know, man. I feel like the Texans needed someone who can actually, like, do something. And David Johnson needed a change of locale. He needed a change of scenery, but he's not – he hasn't been the same player, and he's not going to be the same player for another couple years. I think this trade made me – like, so for Bill O'Brien, right? And Bill (laughs) O'Brien as – Bill O'Brien for me, I think is – like, I think he's done a really good job at developing – Deshaun Watson, but after this trade, I think I'm done with that. I, I'm done with Bill O'Brien. I'm done with this 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 Texan staff. I really am. What, what do you think Deshaun Watson's reaction was when he was told oh that his like God. his number one wide receiver just got shipped off? I don't know, man. I I don't. I I'd be I, pissed. I'd be like, "What are you doing?" I don't understand. I I I. And, and, again, we, we can talk about the other problems with Bill O'Brien with DeAndre Hopkins, the whole Aaron Hernandez report, which I was just like, what the heck? I, I don't – I think the Texans – and another big problem with the Texans, too, is that this is why you don't have a head coach be your GM. Yeah. Unless you're Bill Belichick. This is why you don't. Because you think more about, oh, here's a player I don't like or don't have a good relationship with. Let me trade him for whatever. Right. And get him out of town instead of rationally having a GM that's saying, hey, no, let's look at our options, take our time. We have three, four months to make a deal. And we could even make a deal in the draft, and you would argue that would expand his value a little bit more. It doesn't really right. make sense. And, like, here's the thing. Like, what's crazy about it to me is obviously the Cardinals are not expecting themselves to, like, jump the Seahawks in terms of being the um, – in terms of being, like, the second best team. Well, what you're looking at is, like, okay, now we expand the playoffs. The Cardinals could get nine wins and put themselves in position to at least make a playoff spot next year. So it It's, does interesting. it's interesting, though, because if the – what the Cardinals are doing well here is they're reading the room and they're seeing, all right, Seahawks – we've got to be honest here. They're getting pretty old. Uh, their quarterback's old. Their players are not are getting up there. Uh, 49ers, they're pretty old on offense. But they're going to um, be about three. They they're at least have three years left. Yeah. 
I mean, Seahawks obviously will still have a – like, Seahawks don't die. Like, they just replenish and keep going. Yeah. The Rams? Rams are going to be bottom of the barrel this year. Yeah. I, the Rams, like – I don't know Rams, what they're doing. Getting rid of Gurley. Gurley's in Atlanta. I – the whole girly contract was stupid because they should have just waited a year and then probably let him go. I mean, and then on top of that, I mean, you, you've been a huge proponent of this more than I have that salary cap situation. I mean, the amount of yep. people that they cut yesterday. I saw this coming from the beginning of the season. Like I've been saying it every time it's come up, like they, they, they like wrecked their, their ability to do anything with that uh, golf contract. And I, I don't know what they're gonna do with Jalen Ramsey. Don't they still have to pay him a huge, yep. huge bag soon? Yep. How's that gonna work? Also, I think uh, I heard something that apparently they still owe Gurley his contract. Yeah, they still money. They still owe a bunch of dead cat money. Yeah. It's, I don't know. They're they're it's terrible. This they, I think they may be worse than the situation the Hawks were in in like two thousand nine. Yeah. uh, I mean, look, the NFC West, I think for the next three or four years, is going to be run by Seattle, Arizona, and the Niners. And that division is still going to be so much fun to watch this year. Even the Rams are going to be pretty good because I don't know what they're going to do with Goff, but I think they're still probably pretty good. That division as a whole is going to be really good for the next three or four years. Well, I'll be honest, as a homer of the Seahawks, like, it's really great for me after having to deal with all the Rams fans being like, we're going to be so good. And me sitting there being like, mm-hmm. you're obviously stacking your team with really bad contracts for a one-time run at the Super Bowl. You made your run at the Super Bowl. You got there. You blew it. Yeah. And now you have to suffer the consequences. Yeah. Because I saw the, what happened with the Seahawks. Like, so we, for the Seahawks, though, I do, let, let's, let's get to that so we can kind of finish off the NFC West. What are the Seahawks doing this offseason? They don't but this isn't actually that that unusual for the Seahawks. If you think about it, we don't really do much early in the offseason. This is so bizarre. It's like, okay, we drafted like Jermaine Effetti, for example, right? Yes. And you, you draft Jermaine Effetti, not we, but you know, Seahawks drafted Jermaine Effetti. A long time ago. A bunch of o a bunch of O linemen, right? And mm-hmm. you know how like the Cowboys developed their O line, right? It's like yes. draft, stick with them, develop. And I thought, okay, the Seahawks need to do the same thing. And then they draft guys like a Fetty and it doesn't work out and all these guys. And then they go out this offseason and they get guys like Brandon Shell for two years. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm just like, okay, so so now you're just I saying, mean we can't draft good old linemen in the first two rounds. Yeah. So we're gonna try to sign people to some pretty good contracts. You know who I'm but really I mean, upset the Seahawks got rid of let go? I'm very upset that they let Fant go. Because he's maybe the most underrated O-lineman we had. He's not terrible. I mean, I think the Jets got some good value out of him. Yeah, I mean, he – here's the great thing about him. He is pretty good on the O-line, and he can also play tight end. Yeah. And he had – there was one game where he had the most catches. (laughs) Oh, man. I just don't – I just – I'm so worried about the Seahawks partially because it's like, okay, you can't draft in the first two rounds. We know you can draft from three to seven, but you can't draft in the first two virtually. You can draft ever. in the second. Excuse me. I guess, but not as much in the first. And then – Oh, we're terrible in the first. So confusing. 
And then on top of that, I'm starting to really feel like the Seahawks are not going to get Clowney back. I mean, Clowney is not getting a good market. I mean, look, I think the Hawks will get Clowney back just because Clowney thought he was like everybody was going to want him. So he's like, I want a bajillion dollars. And then nobody was like, hey, bud, no. I, I really, honestly, maybe looking at this, I mean, looking at this, I feel like Clowney's going to just wait this market out and some team's going to be like, oh my God, this guy's really good. Let's just go jump on him. Yeah. Because it doesn't I think, make sense. I think a lot of teams are worried. I think a lot of teams are worried about um, whether his core injury from this last year will bother him. I think teams need to realize Clowney's impact last year was less about the sacks and the tackles, but more about just straight yeah. quarterback disruption, which he was yeah. still pretty good throughout the entire year. I just don't see why NFL teams don't believe he's worth 18 to 20 million. So he here's an interesting update. Um, Seahawks, they're apparently very interested in PJ Walker. Yeah, so P.J. Walker's fun because now with the XFL, unfortunately, for the year. season, all of the, all of the XFL players are able to sign with NFL teams. And P.J. Walker is going to be so interesting because I expect he'll command a good amount of money just to be a developmental backup quarterback because he's, what, 26 years old? Yeah. Like, he's in a really good spot now to get a good contract from an NFL team. Oh, did you, speaking of the Hawks, did you hear who asked for a trade? Oh, yeah, Tedrick Thompson, yeah. <laughs> He's only going to get, like, they're only going to get, like, a fifth or sixth out of him. Um, oh, man. All right, let's move forward off the NFC West to the NFC South, where, of course, the, the Bucks preside, but the Panthers got Teddy Bridgewater. Do you like this move? I love that move. I think Teddy Bridgewater showed last year that he can still ball. Like, he can still yeah. play and play well. And I think a three-year, $63 million contract is fair. Yeah. I, I, I think this is a great move for their coaching staff because they know that they're in a rebuild mode. But Matt Rule, I think, is a perfect coach for him for the next three years. I think they're in a really good spot as long as they can figure out what to do with Cam Newton, which I think inevitably they're going to cut him and just sort of cut their losses. Well, I think Cam Newton wants to leave, obviously. He's pretty um, pissed off with them. Yeah. Uh, I, I, where do you think Cam Newton would find a spot in the league? I have no clue. Because, again, like, no team is really that interested in him. I think well, for- I know you have here that Mike Florio was reporting that the Chargers are thinking about whether to go Right. After. So, Mike Florio reported the Chargers. I believe Colin Coward reported today. I think a bunch of other sources might have also said this as well that interest is virtually gone for Cam. Um, I, I think the Chargers right now are very focused on Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. So I think uh, even though that's not the most perfect move, I think they're also probably going to put themselves in a little bit of a rebuild for the next couple of years. And I, I can't think of a team. I really cannot because – I, I, I don't think Cam – what is Cam's most prized asset? He's mobile. Well, he, he used to be able to run, but he can't anymore. So that's his prized asset, his ability to run. He doesn't have it anymore. Can his arm's decent, but like 
Yeah. He's pretty much just a duplicate of uh, Jameis right now. Yeah. Uh, Jameis might have a better market, though. Teams might look at Jameis and say, yeah, he, he threw the most yards. Yeah, 30 touchdowns, 30 picks, but he still has ability other than the fact he throws interceptions. And we probably won't have to worry about it because there'll be a backup. That's true. Um, all I, right. I, will, I will point out that a lot of people didn't believe that um, – <clears throat> Oh, the guy that the Seahawks picked up as a backup last year would ever get picked up by a team again. Um, oh, um, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah. So, the I mean, if you've proven that you can, like, win, most teams will put will pick someone up as a backup just to so that if they have someone go down, they can always. Yeah. But, yeah. Another interesting running back move, and I'll let you have the floor on this one. Uh, the Broncos getting Melvin Gordon. Uh, so Melvin Gordon hates me fantasy wise <laughs> because I had Eric, you know me. Hey, I had, I, I had, I had Eckler this year, the better quarterback. I mean the better running back. Thank you very much. And Mel, they kept putting Melvin Gordon in there. And so I saw someone have a really good post today on Twitter saying uh, the uh, Chargers recognized that their that Eckler was better than their first round pick, so they tr- let it, so they uh, let him go. The Broncos know that they had their uh, that uh, their current running back was better than their starting guy so they let him go and then brought in another guy they still still have philip Lindsay, which is why i don't get this at all yeah i don't either like the chargers are gonna be so much better off but the broncos are not see the problem that i have is like okay yeah philip Lindsay seems like he's a little getting older a little bit it does for like what two years two years but i think gun the league kind of late but yeah. Even so, it's like you don't need to spend this money. You just don't. I mean, look, it's just how much is this? Let me look. Two years, $16 million with $13.5 million guaranteed. Yeah, it's not a crazy amount of money, but it's not needed. Yeah. Especially when you have to play Joe Flacco's dead cat money, even with yeah. the whole physical thing, which I don't know how that translates to the dead cat, but. Yeah. How do you feel like the Broncos are going to do with Drew Locke next year, though? Are you excited to watch Locke develop a little bit more? You know, I've gone back and I've watched some of his some of the later games in the season um, after he came in to play, and I definitely see what you meant when you said that he played well later on. I think he can – I think he'll be a quarterback that, like, gets better in his second year. Yeah. I feel really good about him. Now, now, based on, like, you watching some of his games, and I've watched pretty much every single one of his games last year, I, 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 I think he showed flash. He wasn't perfect, right? He still made a lot of rookie mistakes. He wasn't – you know, he wasn't like, oh, my God, he's, like, amazing. It's that, okay, we can develop this guy, and I think – I think John Elway sort of saw that. Well, yeah. 
And I'll be honest, like with John Elway and young quarterbacks, he hasn't exactly, you know, done an amazing job. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, so Darius Slade to the Eagles exchange for a third and a fifth round pick, which is kind of interesting. Plus he got an extra $30 million or a, a contract extension that includes $30 million guaranteed. Man, so, Darius Slay is someone I wanted the Seahawks to go after. I, I see. I feel like finally with him on the Eagles, people are going to start giving him a lot more respect they didn't have with the Lions. Because, yeah. the, I mean, like, he's probably, like, it's still a top five corner in the NFL, no question. Yeah. And the, I think the Eagles got a steal with this trade. Yeah, same. Third and a fifth round pick. And, and they need cornerbacks. I mean, they need corners, and they got one for basically nothing. So, it's it's a great move for the Eagles. Do you feel like the Eagles might go after a receiver in the draft, though? Uh, <laughs> I think the Eagles need something. That definitely, uh, yeah. I think if they don't go after a receiver in the draft, they're nuts. Because as we saw last year, they got just torn apart. Yeah. I mean, injuries were a big factor, but even that, I mean, Carson Wentz didn't have much help at all. Um, and then the Lions signed Desmond Trufant. So I got, I'm not going to. He's still in the league? Well, not. It's his, it's his, it's his brother. Oh. I, I, it's his brother. I think uh, maybe, maybe I spelled it wrong, but um, so the Lions got him, and I I really like him though. I mean, I liked him when he was up at Washington, and I think oh yeah 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 I think he's a really really good player. And I think yeah no I I think he's really good too. I'm pretty sure you watched some of him at Washington. What was your impression of him at Washington going into the league? Well, I mean, man, when he was when he was at Washington, he was part of the the classes one he was part of one of those the classes that just cr- like churned out top tier cornerbacks i mean right i mean there was a stretch of 4 years in a row where washington just str- like had just top tier yeah. uh defensive ends and uh secondary players like yeah for sure the so. the playoff years basically yeah basically and I look at this deal for the Lions and I go, yeah, you don't. It's not as good as Darius Slay, but it's it's pretty good value to get a pretty good corner that I think still has a little bit more development left. Yeah. All right. So uh, Nick Foles going to the Bears. What are the Bears doing? I don't know. I, I think the Bears don't know what they're doing at all. It doesn't, like, can, uh, can we just move off Trubisky and draft a quarterback already? Yeah. I. The simplest it, way to fix this problem is to draft one. It feels like they need a new GM, to be honest. You know, it, it just, it's not working. Yeah, it, it's weird because it's like now that we have the whole Tannehill model, this is basically the Tannehill model. 
And yeah. what's even weirder is that they restructured his contract to make the deal better. To make the Nick Foles contract better, they restructured it to make the contract better, which makes no sense. So still has the same amount of money guaranteed, but he made the contract better due to his ability to opt out a little bit more, to be able to opt out of the deal and still make the same amount of money, which doesn't really make a lot of sense for the Bears from like a contract perspective. Yeah. And this is from ESPN's Adam Schefter, but it's, I feel like they're going to get to a point where they're going to be so much more committed to Nick Foles than Trubisky because I don't think you or I feel that Trubisky is their long-term answer or the fact that he'll get motivated by this at all. Well, I don't think he's long for the league at all. Like, something psychological happened with him, and I don't know what his deal is anymore. I think partially is he came into the league with not enough experience. And the staff there with uh, John Fox, I believe his first year there, I think, I think just right away he needed a year off to get used to the NFL game. And they just kind of tossed him out there without kind of helping him understand what's going on. And then eventually by year three, year four, I think he's just, he's just not at the right spot to even understand defenses. Yeah, if you, I mean, if you remember, he had one year where he's really good. Look, and not to say that Trubisky doesn't have good games. I mean, that's the weird part is like Thanksgiving, yeah. right? Thanksgiving against the Lions, he had a solid game. He had one of the best games of his of, of that whole – I think that was the best game of the whole season last year on national TV. And it's like, okay, this guy's shown flashes, but flashes aren't enough. You have to be consistent in this league to spend a long time and make a lot of money. And he's still on a pretty good rookie contract, but that will eventually be gone. And then I think more than likely he's just a serviceable backup. Yeah. I I don't think, I don't think the bears have anybody right now who can be their long-term starting quarterback. And I think they're just sort of – I think a lot of people have said the same thing, but I think they're just in denial yep. um, about what they want to do at the quarterback position. Um, uh, last, last sort of uh, thing on my list here before we can uh, do some sort of, – we'll talk about NFL game pass. Of course, you mentioned you're watching a lot of older games as sort of as I am as well and some other stuff. Uh, and, before, and then we can sort of riff off after that. Uh, the final thing sort of on the docket here is Chris Harris going to the Chargers. Do you like that move? You know, I think the Chargers benefit from it. Um, I'm sure Chris Harris enjoys the money he's getting. Yeah, two years email, pretty good. You know, I it'll be fine. He's kind of old, but... I think the Broncos should have let him go earlier. Once they go to keep the lead, they should have let him go too. Yeah. But, well, he's one of those players that, like, has still has moments of success. Yeah. Um, so, so with NFL Game Pass, there's now a free trial for Game Pass. So, I think, I think, Late May, early June, whatever it is. I believe it's May 31st. 
what games have you been watching on Game Pass and have you enjoyed it as much as I have? I have been going through uh I've been going through the 2013 season of the Seahawks. Uh I watched the Panthers game and that I think I started the second game. Yeah. And then of course I went back and watched the the uh Patriots game against the Eagles. And I watched the Seahawks versus the Broncos in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, and I've been watching a bunch of hard knocks. Yeah. So um, one of the cool things they have on Game Pass is like condensed games. So you get games in like 45 minutes to an hour. Which yeah, I noticed cool. that. What? I noticed that. Yeah. And I've been watching like a ton of games. My favorite game to watch um, – I think I put this in our chat as well. Lions-Eagles, that 2013 week 14 game where it's just pouring down snow like crazy. Mm, yeah. That that was like so – because I was like still – I think, you know, I was like 12, 13, and like I remember watching that game going, this is ridiculous, and then watching it again was like, what the heck. Um, one game, one Seahawks game in particular that you and I have talked about before that I went back and watched was uh, the Blair Walsh missed field goal game. Oh, man. Another one of those, like, cold weather games. Yeah. I mean, Seahawks defense just absolutely stuffed Adrian Peterson. That was probably AP's, like, worst game of his career. By yeah. Far. I remember – all I remember from that game is after – Blair Walsh missed that field goal was I think it was like Earl Thomas or Sherman just lying on the field just like crying yeah um and then like another Seahawks game that I watched too is the the Packers game the Packers Seahawks game the oh yeah title game Russell Wilson that's like his worst th- four quarters of football ever it's yeah absolutely brutal like he just throws pick after pick after pick after pick you have to admit though that some of those picks were like not his fault not every single one two uh, of those he had four picks to, to begin the game two of those bounced off of people's hands um so in terms of um let's see so in terms of Pat- uh, Patriots Eagles, this is one of the games that we wanted to do for the rewatchables, and we're probably still going going to, or we probably will do that later on. Um, what do you, what are, what is your feeling, sort of watching some of these older Patriots games again, including that Eagles game, and like, what is your thoughts, sort of thinking about Tom Brady this time with New England? It it made me realize that Tom Brady as good as he was was kind of held up by the players around him yeah a lot um like that eagles patriots game i realized like man like that was a year that brady just did not have that many weapons to get it done yeah so so much about brady's career is that yeah and i think people are going to forget that when it's all said and done but, I mean, they were just so limited in terms of talent. And I think eventually that's what caused Brady to be so frustrated last year. Because yeah. it's, it's just there wasn't enough there 
for him to – there wasn't, like, a top guy other than Gronk on that offense, and maybe Edelman. But even Edelman can make an argument, as many people have, of that he's sort of a product of that system and of Brady sort of helping his development. Well, it's also a product of Edelman knowing, like, if he gets open, Brady's going to find him. Yeah. So. What other games have you been looking forward to watching on Game Pass other than a bunch of these old classic Seahawks games? What other games are you looking forward to watching? You know, it's been a while since I've gone, like, back to, like, 2008, 2009, uh, yeah. 2010. So I've been thinking about going back to see, like, what did football look like before, <laughs> before like, 2011, 2012, you know? I think we got a glimpse, a glimpse of that in our last few watchables of yeah. the game and how weird it was to watch. Yeah. That game was nuts. Yeah. Um, and then Hard Knocks. So I've been watching the Bucks season. Mm-hmm. You've been watching the Falcons season. What do you like about Hard Knocks? Because Hard Knocks is one of my favorite series ever. I love Hard Knocks because you can get it. It gives you a sense of like how hard it really is to be a player in the NFL. Like, it's one of those things where you see players who are, like, really good at what they do, but then everybody else is really good at what they do. And it's, like, one little thing. If you do one little thing not as good as the other person, you yeah. get cut. You get cut. And, and yeah. I think what's great about Hard Knocks is, like, with all these reality shows out there, this show follows that model of, like, we're going to – get you enticed or like get you emotionally feeling about a player. And then more than likely they're going to make this horrible mistake. Uh, There was one player in the buck series. uh, I think uh, the guy um, McNichols and he, Mm. he like completely messed up on a blocking scheme or on blocking a guy like twice. And then they're like, you're done. Like, we're going to put you on the practice squad. Because – and it's like you get so – you want the player to do so well, and then by the end of it, they get cut. Yeah. It's like it's set up for you to be sad, but that's what makes Hard Knocks so much fun to watch. Because you're not learning about, oh, guys like Gerald McCoy or Matt Ryan or Julio or whoever. You're not learning about those guys. You are, but you're not learning about them as much as these guys are trying to make it up. Yeah, trying to put themselves in those 53-man rosters. And that's what Hard Knocks does better than almost any other show out there. And then later in the season, if you're watching it that season, you can go and watch those games and see those players and be like, root for those players that you cheered for who did make the, the team. Right. And uh, another couple series on, uh, on Game Pass. So All or Nothing is on there, which is basically kind of the same sort of thought process as hard knocks but it's during the season right so it's during the 17 weeks one of my favorite ones that i actually watched when it came out the arizona cardinals series is the best the arizona cardinals all or nothing series is fantastic because it's just half of it is just bruce arian saying the most horrific things of like like the f word really yeah, literally, it's just him in meetings yelling at his players about mistakes and stuff. But at the same time, it's like you realize how awesome Bruce Arians is as the coach. 
and how unique he is as a coach. Yeah. That's one of my favorite series. And then another one on, uh, on Game Pass that's really fun as well is called Undrafted. Hmm. So, again, sort of the same model as Hard Knocks, but it's actually looking at the day-to-day life of an undrafted player and them trying to get into the league. That's cool. So there, there are a couple of cool stuff on there. And then uh, timeline is fun too. Uh, the timeline, Owen oh 26 bucks is amazing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so like unbelievable how many games they lost, how bad they looked. It's like, imagine, imagine not winning a game for literally two years straight. That'd be horrible. In your first two years as a franchise. So those are a couple recommendations uh, for Game Pass specifically. Um, but what other stuff do you really, really enjoy about Hard Knocks other than sort of the players' pieces? Like, What about the coaches and the staff and all that? It's interesting to see some of the teams have, like, really good coaches, and then some of the teams have coaches who just don't care about their players at all. <laughs> and it's like you see the player, the teams, I can always tell who's going to be more successful if, like, a head coach seems to really care. And if they don't care, then it's like, oh, man, they don't got it. Like, I would love for the Seahawks to do a hard knocks, but they never will. Yeah. Because they always pick, like, mid-level to bad teams. Well, because they have the thing where, like, if you made the playoffs, you can't be picked. And if, you, if you've made the playoff in the last, like, five years, you can't be picked. And then, like, there's a bunch – then if you've done it, you can't be picked in the next, like, I, five years. I think, that, I think it's, like – I think it's only a one-year thing because I think at the top of everyone's list for this year's Hard Knocks, which, again, if I think – If we even get one. If hopefully we get one, of course, with all of this. But I think what would be the best hard knocks is the Steelers. Ooh. Next year or this year. Steelers hard knocks would be pretty cool. Yeah. Big Ben kind of trying to figure himself out, hopefully uh, get back from his injury. And then uh, Miami could be interesting. Miami could certainly be interesting. I I now wish Tampa Bay wasn't in it because it would have been fun. With Brady, well, if they do, what if they did a Pats one? <laughs> they might do a Pats one next year, but you know, what? I don't think Bill Belichick would like that at all. I think he'd be pissed yeah. off. He'd be like doing the whole camera thing. Like, I think my favorite of all time is either the very first one with the Ravens or, or the Jets one. The Jets one is bizarre. I love the Jets. Go get me a snack, <laughs> Ryan. Uh, Rex Ryan. I watched a bit of the Ravens one uh, before. I think I watched a little bit of the Cowboys one. The Cowboys one is bizarre. I hate the Cowboys one just because I don't like the Cowboys. The Cowboy lifestyle of Jerry Jones. The all all or nothing that the Cowboys did was interesting. Mm -hmm. I think the Panthers one made me realize I, I saw bits and pieces of the Panthers one from last year where it's like, oh, Cam isn't entirely focused on football. Yeah. That was, like, everyone's impression of that one. Yeah. Um, Didn't they do, like, a more recent Atlanta one, too? Like, I feel like Atlanta's been on there twice. I think Atlanta's been on All or Nothing, too. I'm not yeah. sure exactly, but they might have. Um, Let's see. Hard knocks. Um, 
Cincinnati's was interesting. Yeah. Um, wasn't Miami on it a few years ago? I think it might have been like 2011, 2012. Miami was on there. Miami and, was 2012. Yeah. So Miami, if you search up uh, that Miami Hard Knocks, one of the clips that comes up with that one is um, is Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco. Yeah. And his, like, throughout his NFL career, he had a bunch of off-the-field problems. And one of the off-the-field issues was, like, in Hard Knocks. I think it was, like, some domestic dispute or something pretty bad. And you see the coaching staff trying to – Releasing him, yeah. Like, what to do. And I was like, this is – so like, what teams actually go through players making the most stupidest mistakes possible. Also, also like, um, the the one where – Jeff Ireland informs Vontae Davis he's being traded. Oh, yeah, yeah. And just the way he treated him so poorly. That entire sequence is so well done by NFL Films. Yeah, the editing on it is... The the sequence is weird because he's, like, training, right? Like, literally, he's, like, out there on the field doing some drills and then cut to the staff, cut to Joe Philbin and the staff going... The guy just can't cover in man coverage. Like, yeah. we don't know what to do with his develop. Like, we don't know how to sort of fix it. And, the, and then the guy goes on to be, like, yeah, amazing. Yeah, Vontae, Vontae a, was a good player for a long time. Um, yeah, Miami with Joe Philbin, those years, like, just as a whole, were pretty bad. Like, Miami, yeah. Miami kind of stuck with him for way too long. I'd be interested in seeing the Cardinals. Yeah. Again, I highly recommend the Cardinals all or nothing series because that it's, it's just like, it's quintessential Bruce Arians. It's like, if you want to know, if you want to see how Bruce Arians acts as a head coach and like, I mean, all of it's bleeped out anyway, but you can see how he acts as a head coach. You're like, Oh my God. Like it's, it's, it's all over that series. It's, all over it and like the whole Carson Palmer oh man era was like in just I thought that was really cool like seeing Carson and like his demeanor and then uh, there's well, one great it's clip interesting because um, Carson Palmer was on the 2008 uh uh Bengals version yeah and uh, and I th- and they they have the, they had this really cool like bucket challenge with the corners and mm. There's, uh, I think Pat Pete had to be in a dinosaur suit, <laughs> uh, which was really funny. So, I mean, uh, there's just a lot of great content on Game Pass. So, if you guys yeah. haven't gotten that yet, uh, it's free for the next few months. Go check it out. There's so much good stuff on there. Um, so, what else have you been watching during uh, this crazy time that we are in? Uh, just been watching movies and TV and trying to wait for the sports to come back. Yeah, um, I'm hoping I'm hoping baseball might come back in an empty stadium at some point. Yeah, um, what was your reaction on that day uh, when all the sports went away? Yeah, that one. What was that Wednesday? Basically last week. Uh, my reaction was I'm going to be incredibly bored for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was one of the most like bizarre days 
I've ever had. Like I, 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 I was literally like doing homework when that happened because yeah. I wasn't really too interested in all the games happening that day. But I was extremely excited because the next day we would had, I think it was Rockets Lakers was the next day, and I was like, yo, yes, like let's I f- look. I felt like. It's good that they put a hiatus on it because it allows all the teams to get healthy or anybody who was sick could be healthy. But, like, let's get back at it, guys. Like, y'all can play without about fa- without fans. I hope so, man. But with all this stuff going on, I, I think just give it time, right? It, we all, we all kind of – I think we all realized on that day how serious this is. <sighs> and then we're going to get to a point eventually where we'll be back pretty soon. Uh, but at this point, it's all about keeping everyone safe, and we're going to get there soon, I hope. Yep. Um, so in terms of movies and stuff, uh, what, what kind of stuff have you been watching so far? What stuff has intrigued you so far? Do you have any recommendations? Uh, not really. I've just been re-watching like, a bunch of old stuff that I've watched. Like, I've been watching The Office and Parks and Rec and uh, – I started watching the Resident Evil movies. Oh, because I'm yeah. doing I'm doing a a podcast on my own where I watch like just random movies and then I talk about them. Mm-hmm. Called Why did I Why am I watching this? Um, that's a really great name for the podcast. Yeah, so that's what I'm up to. Yeah, I'm just chilling. Yeah, same, same with me. I'm watching a lot of Game Pass because there's just so much good content on there. I talked to Shane and I and I asked him about Star Wars movies. <laughs> I might try to get into that, maybe. Yeah. Um, do you remember the movie uh, Dead Poet Society? Yeah. I was thinking about watching that film because I've never seen that one. Really? You've never I've seen never it? seen Dead Poet Society. I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of like classic films. That um, poet society is great. Yeah. Um, yeah, but other than that, just kind of trying to go through every day. I'm I'm kind of used to this, in fairness, because I'm I'm kind of a homebody, just because I don't know. I just kind of am, because I know like you know friends are busy and stuff, so I usually just stay at home anyway. So it's just kind of trying to take every day in stride, kind of. Yeah. All right, so I hope all of you who are listening to the podcast or maybe watching this, I'll try to see if I can put this up on YouTube. Hope this provided you some entertainment during uh, this difficult time that we all are in. And uh, we'll probably be back next week, hopefully, right? Yep. All right. Uh, Brandon, thanks for joining me, and uh, hopefully the whole crew will be back. Yep, hopefully we'll have Shane next week. Hopefully, and uh, we'll have a good time. So. Again, thanks for joining me. Hope you all are doing well through all of this and hope this provided you some really fun entertainment. And at least we had some NFL to talk about, which was yeah. great. All right. See you, Brandon. Right. Have a great See rest you. of your day. Yeah. All right. See you guys.